Lord, we love you and we thank you for today. We thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness and your mercy to us, Lord, and um, just uh, the blessing of Christ in our life. Um, Lord, that, um, Lord, I just realized I love the, the uniqueness of even our class, Father God, and that you came to save the world and, um, and every person and every nation and every country and that you do not... Um, um, your hand is not too short. You're not um, impatient um, and desire for all to come to saving knowledge of Christ. So I just pray for any of our family members or our friends that we know personally that are not believers, Father God, that they would um, come to a saving knowledge of Christ. And more importantly, Lord, I pray that, um, that uh, as those that we do know that do know Christ, Lord, that they would grow in a relationship and in an intimacy with you, Father, in a deeper relationship. Pray for our time together, Lord. I pray that it would be honoring and blessing to you, Father God, and we ask that you would um, just make yourself known. Make yourself known in our lives. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, I found a new word. I signed up for Twitter. Twitter, or Dictionary.com is now a Twitter. You can follow them on Twitter, and so they give you a word for the day. And since I'm, you know, also playing Scrabble with friends on my phone, then, you know, I'm getting new words. So that is the, did I leave it on the top of your sheet? No, I didn't. New word. Omnific. I'll put it up here. You know, because we always talk about, um, you know, the, the words of God, and He's omnipresent, and He's omnipotent. Omnific means um, uh, unlimited powers of creation, and that applies to God. This just totally has nothing to do with the lesson, but I just this is a free commercial because I saw that. But it also, in some ways, maybe it does. But the um, if you if you need something new in your life, <laughs> if something's dead and you need life, we know that he's life. But if you need something brand new, created something, you know, for me personally, to some things I'm going through this week, I mean, I need God to create a new love in me for some people. I mean, I, I mean, I just, <laughs> there's not even like something to start with. I mean, you know, it's not even something I can give them to begin with. I mean, I just need a whole new creation to done up in me on this area of my life. And in, in each one of our lives, there might be something. He's got unlimited powers of creation. Anything you need created, anything you need happening, he has the power to do that. And, um, and it's unlimited. And he loves to do it. And he is the creator of God. And he did make us. And he formed us in our mother's womb. And I just think that was kind of neat, omnific. Because he's kind of terrific, so he's kind of omnific and all that. So, I like all that. Okay, today we're talking about um, being chased. And um, as I thought about this lesson, you know, I'm thinking, okay, Lord, you know, how's this work? And, and, um, but I went to a, a, um, a retreat this weekend, and a woman spoke, and um, she shared about um, the fact that she was uh, very promiscuous. And I'm like, okay, I've heard promiscuous testimonies before. But then she said, and I sang in the choir. On, I had Monday, Monday night practice for the choir, and I was there at church on Monday. I was there on Wednesday. I was there on Sunday, and I led a ladies' group. And she was promiscuous, you know, the rest of the week and even the day. And so, um, so I don't know where you guys are. I don't hang out in your bedrooms, so I don't know what's happening in your bedrooms or in your mind. Um, and I also don't know. I mean, just I, I mean, this is this is amazing. I'm always shocked about this. I got somebody posted on my Facebook. Hey, Beck, thanks for posting your lessons online. She's in North Carolina. I didn't even know her. Met her. She's Diane Henderson. Carol, who's Diane Henderson in North Carolina? Do you know her? I, I She's don't the know first place. She's probably first place. Anyways, 
And she said, thanks for posting your lesson online. I really enjoy listening to them. I'm like, I'm shocked anybody does. <laughs> and they are, well, I'm always shocked when they listen the second time. You know, that's always what's so amazing. They do that. So who knows who's going to hear this? And so I just thought, let's just, I'm just going to pretend like, you know, I'm not going to pretend. I'm just going to go through what we need to do in being chased. And what chase means, and um, hagnos is the Greek word for that, H-A-G-N-O-S. Did I put that on there? Uh -huh. I made that. Okay. I didn't put it on mine. Hagnos, exciting reverence, venerable, sacred, pure, and pure from carnality, carnality chaste, modest, pure from every fault, immaculate, clean. Those are the definitions. So it's pure and especially in the area of sexual morality. And that's what it's talking about. I like that it was exciting reverence is, and that's when I kind of get down when we're going to talk about clothing a little bit. You know, you're cute by modest. Just because you're chaste doesn't mean that you're a prude or that you can't be fun or, I mean, there's none of that thing. But it's, it's you know, so I just want to hit on that where I like that definition. So where do we need to be chaste? And there's four areas that I want to talk about um, that we can be chaste. And number one, of course, is the body. The body. And that's your blank there. Um, 1 Corinthians 6, um, and of course because I have my issues with gluttony, I found it very interesting that all this was kind of mixed into the same six verses here, eight verses, so anyways, so 1 Corinthians 6 beginning in verse 12, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful, all things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything, food is meant for the stomach, and the stomach for food, and God will destroy both one and the other, this is in the same verse, the body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will raise up by his power. And do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then make them members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined a prostitute becomes one body with her, for as it is written, the two become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Um, sexual sins. All sin, sin is sin. You know, and any sin separates us from God. But sexual sins have a unique um, impact on our soul in a different way than any other, any other sin does because it, it, it invades our body, and a part of that person is with us forever. Um, and I knew that to be true, and I was, but I thought, well, is that just because I know that's in the Bible or if I know it to be true because it just, you know, do I really know this to be true? And I was on a plane coming back from Canada one weekend, or one time, and um, was sitting next to this girl, and, and um, I was reading my Bible, and um, got through reading my Bible, and she said, um, are you religious, or something like that, and she said, I got a question, can I ask you about the Bible, and she asked me this, like, off-the-wall question about if, you know, someone's adopted, and then two, they get married, I don't I mean, I can't even remember what the question was, it was so off-the-wall about just family and stuff like that. And so, But anyway, so we kind of got in a conversation. I told her what I did and about the pro-life movement and things like that. And she said, um, well, I just, you know, I just think we should, a woman should have a choice or something like that. And I said to her, I mean, I hear what you're saying. And, um, 
I don't know how I got into actually saying these words, but what I said is I said every time someone has sex with somebody else, a part of their heart is ripped out. There's no such thing as safe sex. I mean, her countenance, I mean, she was a, a TSA agent, no, a border, a border control person. I mean, so she was a cop. I mean, basically, that's who she was. Hard, tough, probably had a pack and a gun, probably while she was sitting next to me. Her face just melted. She didn't say anything, but it was almost like she's like, she knew it to be true. That anytime we have sex with anybody, there's a part of us that's left in that, and, and vice versa. Anytime we have sex outside of marriage, we are stealing from that person's either current spouse or their future spouse. Um, because it's something that should only be in the confines of marriage. And this is what, um, those numbers underneath here are, um, are sexual exposure chart. This is what's so profound to me. Okay, so if you have one partner, here's, you know, here's you, and you have one partner, and they only have one partner, then you're only exposed to one person, right? You know, because it's just that person. If you have sex with someone, and it's your second person to have sex with, and it's their second person to have sex with, it's their person to have sex with, then you've been exposed to four other people, is that, or three other people. I don't know, I couldn't figure out the math here. Two, two, anyways. And then if you're exposed, if you've been exposed to three people and those three people you've had sex with, they've been exposed to three people, you've been exposed to seven people. And then if you're exposed to four, so if, here's what's amazing. If you go out ten times, let's just say, and I'm 45, so statistically it's very easy for me to have sex with ten different partners over the past 30 years, okay? And I didn't, I haven't, you know, and it's less than that, but... That is, if those 10 people also had sex with just 10 other people, which in our culture today is nothing, you have been exposed to 1,023 people. That's what that, I mean, I didn't do the math. Obviously, I couldn't even do it with the second person. So, But that website that I've got right there is the sexual exposure chart that you can go look at and see how they figured that out. And what that says, what it says, what I want... Well, I want to express that to you guys, and that might not apply in any way to you guys. But when we're talking to other people and we're saying to them, you know, hey, you know, well, it's just this one person, or, you know, what does it matter? Or, I don't really know, this is why, this is the other trigger too, I don't really care about what the person's past is. I mean, yeah, you don't need to know every name. You know, I don't know every detail position and what, you know, you guys wore. I mean, we don't need that. But was it once? Was it five times? And I think it's important, too, at this point to also share, you know, if that's you, what do you do to make it right? Because we have stolen from somebody else. What do we do to make it right? And I think that um, number one is repentance. Just repent. Turn to the Lord. It was wrong. I should not have had sex with that person or those people, whatever the list is. I shouldn't have had, had it done. And I believe you make restitution. And because um, what you need to do is you need to uh, seek forgiveness from the people um, that you've offended. And I don't think you need to go to the person, don't like stir anything up, especially if he's married. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you don't do that. But it's like just write a letter. Write letters of forgiveness. Personal, you sex, you sex them one time, write letters one time. Dear John, I stole from you and your future spouse or your current spouse from the marriage bed because the marriage bed's supposed to be on the file. Please forgive me. I shared this with a woman in... Um, she said, I, I was one of, or three of a thousand women on a Navy cruise ship for six months. 
I have no idea. And I said, the Lord knows, and he can reveal it. She said, can I use mail merge? You know, <laughs> I'm like, no, write it down. And then you take those letters and you give them to the Lord and you say, Lord, I don't want any of the I don't want any of the bondages that's tied up with this. I want to be released from any of that. I've done everything I can to make it right. Take those things. I like to set them on fire because something the Lord likes incense, and then we also make sure nobody else finds them. And you know, and He set them on fire and put them before there because every one of those people, there are soul ties and they have has deposited themselves inside of us. And that's graphic, but that's the truth. And there's part of us that's in them, and there's part of us that's, that's their soul ties that have been created, and we've got to break those soul ties. And um, this woman, Miss Joyce, yesterday was just sharing. She's now married and been married to a wonderful man. And, um, but she said it, it took a lot of work because that intimacy is very much affected because instead of just being two people with nothing between them, it's her, her husband and any of his stuff that he brought, and then her and all her guys. So there's all these people. You know, and so she she said what are some of the things she she had to do like she only d- dated wealthy men and and so you know she had lots nice jewelry and nice clothes and really neat things that were given to her and she said you know when I go out with my husband do I need to have the coat on that you know Bob gave me and the earrings that Fred gave me I mean it's like all of us I'm, me and my six guys are going out to, you know to dance you know and she you know and so she said I had to give I had to I had to throw it all I'd give it all away. She didn't say throw it all away. She had to give it all away. Because I didn't want anything attached, any soul ties, any of those things that go in those. So burn them up, burn the letters up, make it right. Make it right. And then, of course, um, uh, quit doing it. Because there is no such thing as safe sex. A condom will never protect a woman's heart. A condom will never protect a woman's heart. And, um, and that's really the deeper thing and all that. And I think, you know, we've talked a little bit about just girls, you know, they have this need for a father figure. They have a need for love. And so this really, the first guy that comes along says, you're the best and I love you. And so she thinks, well, this is going to fix it. And it just then creates just a deeper need for more. And it goes in that. So um, maintain our, our bodies in purity. We need to do that. The second area where I think we need to be chaste and maintain purity um, is in our mouth. The words that we speak. Um, I, again, I had it Friday. I had a an email that made me furious. I was so mad. I mean, I was so mad I went over to Carol's across the app. I couldn't even send it to her. I had to, like, go read it to her and then vent as I'm reading it. Tell her about it. And I didn't cuss, you know, but I blank, blank, blankety blank. That's how I would usually say it. Can you believe this person blankety blank email they sent me, you know? And, um... We need to make sure that we don't speak any vile words out of our mouth. Because Luke 6.45 says, um, The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. And the evil person out of his evil evil treasures produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I think I've shared with you guys in the past, before I came to Christ, I cussed like a sailor. Like a sailor. And... um, and it was really interesting. Nobody came to me after I came to Christ. Nobody came and said, you know, Beck, you need to quit cussing like a sailor. And because probably at that time in my life, if they would have said that, I would have said, you know. And also, but here's the interesting thing. I probably would have cussed at them like a sailor. And um, the interesting thing is that, you know, I was successful in sales, and 
I would never be sitting in an office at that point. I mean, this is 20 years ago, 18 years ago. Never be sitting in with a new client and just drop the F-bomb. You know, just as an adjective along the way, you know? I knew better. I knew better. You know? And um, even though I wasn't a believer, even before, you know, I wouldn't do that. And so, but the Lord, uh, the Lord showed me this verse. And I realized that there was evil in my heart, there was yuckiness in my heart, and it was being manifested because I was cussing like a sailor. And so I started to be intentional about quit cussing like a sailor. And, um, and it, wasn't, it wasn't this immediate deliverance, and, you know, but I, um, I slowly, over time, you know, would stop. I'd catch myself, you know, I'd say, you know, catch myself and stop, and, and, um, and then eventually I wouldn't do it, and what really was a trigger that I knew that, okay, this is it, is that I dropped an entire box of, um, of powdered laundry detergent, and, you know, they used to come in a powder form, you know, and <laughs> I don't know, they're really, exactly, no, yeah, it wasn't a little pack, I was carrying my laundry basket, heading to the thing, and I stumbled or something, I dumped, and I dumped an entire, and this was, I mean, I was poor as a church mouse, and um, I didn't have a vacuum cleaner on the carpet. And my parents were coming to visit. My dad and stepmom were coming to visit later that day. And I dropped it, and I not only did I not get angry, I didn't, I didn't even cuss, you know, it wasn't, you know, because I could have gotten furious. I mean, I could rage, for sure. And I just realized, oh, hmm, okay, you know. And so I just fixed it. I just cleaned it up. I didn't cuss or anything. And it caught me. I'm like, wow. Because that would have been when it just, you know, would naturally come out. Now, I don't even think about it. And um, unless I'm really, 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 really angry. <laughs> and um, the, uh, even today when I was, uh, I mean, it has not been, I've had some clothes issues today. I, I'm carrying this little garment, and I thought I had done it again with May, and it's got a little, it had a little plastic little tear on it. And so I was carrying it like this, and it caught my sweater. Pulled my sweater. I haven't even, I mean, the first time I've worn the sweater, you know, Pulled my sweater, but I was able to fix it, and I pulled it back in and stuff. So, I, but I didn't cuss. I thought about that. I didn't cuss. I did it, you know. And um, uh, what'd you say, May? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't even thank it. That's even better, you know. I didn't even thank it because that's where it has to stop first. Got to stop in the mind, and then I don't. I don't. I don't thank it up here. Then just hold myself back from it, you know. But um, and I'm also, you know, you get to the point. We'll talk about media in a little bit, but you know. You just get to the point when you do hear it, and it's just like, ah. you know, I was at a Starbucks, and there were these two guys talking. It was like the only adjective the guy knew was the F word. And I'm like, I mean, Shawshank Redemption, okay, I can see why we're using it, but you're in Starbucks, you know, professionally dressed guys over there, and you're just, oh, you know, come on, guys, be more creative. Um, Proverbs, uh, a great verse to memorize in that, Proverbs um, fifteen twenty six says this, the thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but gracious words are pure. Instead of saying, quit cussing, start speaking gracious words. You know, my issue with that, Vicki, and I really don't have an issue with it. It's just, I, I try to, well, I understand, because I understand that it's coming from a place that's other, that mm-hmm. you can't control. But mm-hmm. it's like, okay, how do you tell that person that it's coming from a place figure out where that place is coming from so you can fix it so you can stop speaking negative. You, know you mean, mean like the guy at Starbucks? Is that what you're well, saying? Well, the guy in Starbucks. My, I mean, I wouldn't even say this issue like with my family. Oh, uh-huh. Sometimes I'm out with my family and it's like the negative would just roll off of their mouth naturally as though that it is a part of them, which I understand it is because I understand your background. Right, right. But the thing is just like, okay, 
you need to say it this way because mm-hmm. it has this, this, this mm-hmm. issue. You need to figure out what that is. So when I say that, it's like, oh, do, 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 do. Then yeah. it starts off more. So it's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. But it's like, okay, I'm not going to take it anymore. Right, 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 right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to take it anymore. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. you need to work that out. Yeah. Or I won't hang around anymore. Well, that's, I mean, part of it comes in there that is, number one, we model it, you know, for a season. And I'm like, you know, I have friends that when they're not with me, they cuss like a sailor. But they're with me, they don't cuss. You know, because I don't cuss anymore in that model. So part of it's that model in it. But then, like, with your family, it is kind of like, you know, hey, let's, what's something good? You know, what, how, let's spin that the other way. Because we do, can become so negative about, you know, and I, and it is so um, contagious. No, I don't listen. Oh, you don't even listen. But I can, man, I can get right in there. I can be real mindful of that, to be real quick. Yeah, about, you, know, you know, yeah, I can get snappy, but I, yeah. I limit because I know that I can get snappy tongue back. Mm-hmm. I limit, and it's sad, but I have to limit my time with my family yeah. because it can just become way too much. Yeah. And it takes me off the focus of what it is I'm trying to do because it's like, I don't see what's going on here. I'm walking by faith a lot, so it's like, I really don't need the negative. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. No, Wendy, I hear you on that. And that with family, it is, that's yeah. a hard thing. <laughs> Because it's like, okay, where's that boundary exactly. where it's safe, where I have to be healthy? Uh-huh. I mean, because, man, you can suck me into this, and all of a sudden I'm, you know, that's part of why I think I love the intervention so much is, you know, we see all these dysfunctional families, and it's like, you know, well, no wonder the girl did drugs. I mean, look at your family. I mean, <laughs> you know. Did you watch that? Carol was so excited. She was in Toronto with nobody else and had full access to the remote control. Nobody else had it, the remote control. No, Johnny didn't nobody else controlled her, so she got to, to watch that. But it is, and it, I think there is a time that you just have to just like say, okay, I'm, I'm going home now. Yeah. You know, you know, there's, when I go back home to my mom's house, I don't stay at her house. Yeah. I stay in a hotel room. And it's, it's a day's in. I mean, it's, you know, curry smell and, you know, it is, you know, it's, but I just, I need that space because then I need to get up and beat down that flesh for a good two hours before I head back into mom's seat. I thought I was the only one. Oh, no, 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 no. I do that because it's, it's, it's healthy for me. It's and too much. It's too much. And I just, and I just blame it all on me. You know, mom, I'm just selfish. I get up early in the morning and. I need a good night's sleep because you know how grumpy I can be if I don't get a good night's sleep. So it's no big deal. I'll just be right there. You need me? I'll be over and you know because she doesn't get up early and I do rise early and so I'll be here at eight thirty and we'll have coffee and you know I'll stay till ten or whatever. But I'm going to my house. <laughs> so so no, don't. Yeah, that's being healthy. Okay, so when, just in, in the words that we speak, both in I mean Wendy exactly, both in whether it's negative are vile, um, they just need to be pure that we speak. The third thing we need to be um, chaste in and modest and, is in our clothing, our clothes that we wear. Um, I think we all do it good in this room. We can be cute but modest, you know, be cute but modest. And it always cracks me up when the mothers say, well, she just wants to wear that skirt, I can't help it. I'm like, who bought that skirt? I mean, <laughs> you know? And so, um, Proverbs 31.25 says this, and this is what you need to be wearing. And I just like this verse. It's a, this, of course, Proverbs 31, you know, the I'll do a woman kind of thing. And it's a composite. Nobody really fulfills all those kind of things. But strength and dignity are her clothing. And the teachings of kindness are strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. Which I think that's funny, too. And Wendy and I, as we especially walk by faith. You guys are walking by faith. You just don't know it, you know. 
just because you get a paycheck, you know, every two weeks, it's by faith that it's going to come. But, but don't you love that? Don't you want to be able to, she laughs at the time to come. I'm just, mortgage, it's too funny, it's coming, no problem at all, you know, I'm just going to laugh at that. But in the strength of dignity, you know, and it's that, I, I want people to see me and to not see, you know, my underwear or, you know, my hoochie or whatever. I mean, I want them even to the point, and um, this is the next verse about not causing a brother to stumble. Um, I, I wear, and this is just girls in here, it's not big quiet because there's boys up in here. Um, I wear something called dimmers. And they're a little silicone thing that I put right over my nipple. And um, what prompted me to do it was I was at a friend's house up in Dallas. My, we were, we've been friends since high school. We've known each other. It's my best friend. My high school's best friend married her high school sweetheart. We've been friends for 30 years, 35 years. And, um, and she, um, somebody, a friend of theirs walked in. I mean, and it was, I mean, she had the headlights going. You know, it was the middle of summer, so I don't know what was going on. I don't know if she walked in, it was cold in the house or whatever. I mean, the headlights were going. And Scott, you know, she kind of went around the corner, and Scott at that point in time wasn't very righteous. And he's like, holy smokes, get a padded bra, girl, you know. And I was like, okay, I do not want to cause my brother to stumble. And, um, and so I wear, you know, dimmers. I wear them every day and, you know. I wear them, but it's just to fill out the ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. She went to a, a bra place and they fitted her for a bra. And she said, I got dimmers. I'm like, why did you get dimmers? And she said, well, I had to fill in the rest of the cup. So There, there were two ladies that showed up at my front door yesterday and they cleaned for the guy that lives behind me. And uh, so they wanted to see if I wanted them to clean for me. And so I showed them around, and uh, they were going to give me the Joe's special. Um, Joe is their guy that they clean for. Anyway, it was a little bit high, $150 every other week. Oh, my gosh. And they would only clean the, bath the upstairs bathrooms once a month, and that would be 180 So, uh, but what I was going to say, <laughs> the younger girl, daughter, had a, a top that was like this, oh my and she was just hanging out this long. Yeah. I, I, you know, I wanted to say, honey, don't go for a job interview looking like that. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. And then, that kind of price. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're, you're giving yeah. something special. I mean, yeah. you know, that's the yeah. Joe special. Joe special. special. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, and it... Yeah, I'm sure Joe loves it. That's why Joe pays one fifty. Well, it's yeah. Joe's mother and sister. I doubt they oh, okay. for Joe special. Maybe not. They clean for him every week, so I don't think he'd be living over there with us. No, probably not. Probably not. Um, therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. And, um, I mean, we don't understand the mind of a man and uh, his responsibility to us that's Romans 14 13 his responsibility when we're dating guys is he needs to guard our hearts so he doesn't need to take us to you know real romantic comedies and everybody gets swept up swept off their feet it's wonderful because you know we as women will go that way and guys their minds I mean they get visual images and they go that way and it's hard for them hey we don't understand it's hard for them and um you know, so for our, my friends, my friends like Bodie and others that are close to me, you know, we're watching sports and watching the football game or whatever, and here comes, 
you know, a Bud Light commercial and the girl in the wet t-shirt contest practically, and he's like, bounce, you know, bounce, <laughs> you know, that's the thing, turn, you know, turn away, you know, and, and I change the channel or whatever, because for guys, it just is, in, ingrains in them so much deeper, and so I don't want to get, I don't want to cause my brother to stumble, and that is all, um, God will convict us in those areas, we'll know, is a, is a skirt too short, and somebody said, you know, that, like wearing rivets on your the, your butts, your pockets of your butts, you know, and, you know, like I don't think, you remember shorts that like would say, you know, cheer or whatever, I'm like, okay, that's probably not the most appropriate thing to wear. <laughs> Pink, except for me, I have no butt, so any, you know, it wouldn't, that would just build out, so. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, don't cause your brother to stumble, be mindful of what we're wearing. If you have any doubt, ask your brothers, ask your friends, you know, even one time I came out in a workout outfit and Buddy said, Beck, you know, and he's like my brother. I mean, so it's not, you know, he's like, Beck, don't wear that. You know, you can wear it in the treadmill upstairs, but, you know, don't wear that in public. So, um, anyways, and then finally, and this is really where I think for the girls in this room, where we really will speak the most, is our eyes. Man, our eyes. What are we feeding our body visually? Psalm 101.3, which is a great psalm. Um, and the ESV, which is what I'm reading, is I will set before my eyes any. I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. The NIV says a vile thing. The Amplified says a base or wicked thing. I mean, we're not. Gonna, I don't want to put anything in front of my eyes that is wicked or um, unholy or unworthy or wasted. And and it just in our culture today. I mean, just prime time TV. And I've thought about it. And this is you know, and I don't. I don't watch any, I don't think there's a single sitcom that I watch, and I don't watch a lot of TV anyways, but what I love is CSI and NCIS and, you know, all those crime, Law and Order, and all, you know, and then of course all the additional ones, you know, they're all, that makes up about 12 shows, those three series or whatever. And I started thinking about how, how much murder do I see in that, and just get, you know, um, Unaffected, that's not the right word I'm looking for. It's just, it's, it's you know, I get, what's the word I'm thinking? Benign to it. I mean, it just is, it has no effect on me. It doesn't, I don't think about that, you know, situation. I, um, I think about, like, with uh, all of them. CSI, the original one, and especially Law and Order, Sexual Victim, SVU, Sexual Victims Unit. I mean, just the perverse things that they talk about on TV. Bones. That was right at the start of one of the Bones series, uh, one of the Bones shows. It showed two, I think I said this, two young girls, I mean like high school. They were just about to kiss. They didn't show them kissing. They sh and then they found the body fell out or whatever. You know, I mean, it's just like, I don't need, that's a worthless thing. <laughs> you know, that's a vile thing. I don't need to be thinking that. I don't need to be going there. You know, and that, does that mean like, like there's nothing to watch on TV? Yeah, pretty much. There's nothing to watch on TV, you know. Even some of the intervention stuff and the hoarding stuff, I mean, that kind of just is... Even the reality stuff, and you know. TV has this show oh where the parent is looking for, they're interviewing guys. Or oh, yeah, yeah, they're, okay. They're interviewing kids. You date my daughter or yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, one time I was, I don't really look at it, but one time I was flipping through the channel, and it was a girl, mm -mm. and her mm -mm. parents were trying to find another girl. No. Huh? No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just there. And yeah. it's just like they, I mean, the RuPaul. Um, yeah, right. That's just RuPaul. 
It is. It's, I mean, what was the other thing that they had lesbian show? They had a gay lesbian show, Signal, but it's off the air now. Oh. It was on Lifetime, I think, or where um, oh. they were doing everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, and it was like the straight guys or something yeah, like that. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, everything. I mean, it was there was no whole bar None. on it. None. And it's just like, you know, when are we, so then it becomes acceptable. I mean, every night on prime time, there is some show that has a homosexual couple yeah. functioning better than, yeah. you know, than this, you know, and it's like, and it's like, okay, that's normal, that's acceptable, that's, and now, and this is what is, and this is where I really, the Lord really convicts me, because it was something that um, Andy Stanley said years ago, and I think I should, you know, share with you guys on this, was I entertained last night by something that Jesus died on the cross for. Was it entertaining? Because Jesus died on the cross for homosexuality. He died on the cross for the sin of adultery. He died on the cross for fornication. He died on the cross for those things. I mean, just those three things. There's probably not a, hardly a single movie out there that you could go and watch, pretty much, because of that. And that, um, uh, it convicted me so much. My favorite movie, probably of just classic movies at that time when I heard this, was um, um, Dr. Zhivago, which is, you know, old, old movie, but it was about... An adulterous, totally adulterous relationship. One woman left her husband, the guy left his wife to go off to the, you know, Winter Palace in, the, in Russia, and I couldn't watch it anymore. Couldn't watch it, because Jesus fell on the cross for that. Um, there was something else. The TV coming back? Well, no, because I... would be so convicted if you teach. Well, I, I, I was... See, I've already been... This was already... I didn't know this was coming. Two weeks ago, I was already convicted, so I had to, like, throw the adapter in the back of the closet. I can't find it, so... <laughs> So, because I need the TV for the monitor, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Proverbs fifteen twenty six. Uh, hoarders, I know, exactly. <laughs> well, I tossed it in the back, and it went in the bottom of a box, and I thought, you know, that would have to, I mean, it would be kind of like the, the drug addict, you know, scourging for the, the I watched last. that, too, but that was really gross. Hoarders? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I haven't watched it. This I didn't watch this thing. Yeah, see, it does. Hoarders. Hoarders. People who can't get rid of stuff. It's just freaked me out. You can't even walk through their house. What do you mean? Oh, they accumulate stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 Walk through their house. Yeah, they're pack rats. Like the one I watched, the impact on their kids that live there was. I mean, the kids. I mean, poor like eleven-year-old boy. He's like, I can't have my friends because look at this house. Like, you know, he's like. Stepping over things wow. to get to his room, which is immaculate, you know. Yeah. Because he, he, you know, he's like rebelled to yeah. Yeah. mom. Yeah. Right. right. When there was one I watched that she was a shopaholic and he was a hoarder. So oh she would, but you know, this is the biggest thing I thought about. I, th- th- I think this issue of hoarding has probably been around forever. It's just that. So hoarding is just basically a pack rat. You're a pack rat. Okay, okay. You keep everything. You don't throw anything away. And, and we do. The poor, We all know probably, we all have to, even family members probably, that we're pack rats. They have newspapers that's stacked up to here. They never throw them away. But the thing with 20 years ago, we didn't have the dollar store where you could just go get junk yeah. and get it. You know, access to stuff is so much easier now. Yeah. You know, and these people are in debt because of their, yeah. their issues. They're buying bigger houses and mortgaging the other one because I need to buy a bigger house to move all my stuff in the bigger house. I'll sell that one, but I can't sell that one until you know I move my stuff. But then they, now they've filled up two houses. Wow. It just is a sickness. But you know when you're a pioneer in you know 1850 in the Rocky Mountains, I mean, what are you going to hoard? Yeah. You know, pine cones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
I mean, so it's just, a, yeah, and it's just as escalated because we have so much more junk. Wow. So much more junk. And so. And I hate junk. Oh, I hate junk. I'm, Carol, Carol cracks me up because Carol and I are totally opposites on, on junk issues. I have to go over to her house and throw things away that she knows should be thrown away, but she doesn't want to throw them away. I said, do you need me to come over and clean out your office? Not yet. <laughs> and as long as she doesn't see it, she's okay. And I so. understand the thing. My mom, she saves things for the day. What day is that going to be? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> when she dies, then you guys got to clean it up? Eat, eat out the glasses, Mom. I mean, that's what you bought them for. Sleep on the sheets. Oh. Use the towels. Right. She yes. She just keeps buying new towels and storing them up just in case we have company. Well, what if we don't? <laughs> I mean, just use the towel. Use the china. Yeah. I had, um, I had, I mean, this, uh, me, I'm single. I mean, I have nobody, and I don't do a whole lot of hospitality, but that's next week's lesson on, you know, homemakers. But I had every day, I had a set of just everyday silverware. I had a set of stainless silver, and I have a set of silver silver. And I thought, and my everyday was slowly, you know, the handles were breaking and stuff like that. And I thought, I need to get a new set of everyday. I said, forget this. I use my stainless silver. I use it every day. Yeah. I put it in the market. I put it in the. I don't put it in the microwave, but I put it in the dishwasher, and you know, I, I use it. I, you know, well, who am I saving it for? You know. Maybe you did it tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. New dishes. New dishes. Take away in the estate. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, making tracks on it. That's great. Good. 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 Um, I'm not sure. Proverbs 15:26 really doesn't apply to eyes. I'm not sure where I was going on the other one on that. Maybe I just cut and pasted and I didn't paste it right. But um, so, anyways, be chaste. We need to be pure. I mean, that is in our culture today. Setting that standard is just so different, than it's what we put in our eyes. You know, reading books that are filthy, the Harlequin romances kind of stuff. And I mean, they're just getting worse and worse. I mean, I've never read them, but I just hear about just the, they're almost pornographic in, in what that is. Because all women, it's all fantasy up here. We don't need pictures. Guys need the magazines. Girls read the books. And we create all these pictures in our minds and, and do those things. Let's not put any vile things. Pornography, you know, it's rampant. It's rampant. Men and women, it's rampant. It goes on on there. And so let's not put any vile things before our eyes and be mindful about that. And that means sometimes maybe walking out of movies or not going to movies and um, not reading books and... And um, in that way, and let's be chased. And so, um, anyways, takeaways, are you being chased? Are you chasing? You know, in the 30 years ago, 40, maybe, well, not 30 years ago, because that would have been the 70s, 80s, holy smokes. Um, 60 years ago, you know, women were chased and women and men chased. And um, now, men are, women are chasing just as much as men. I told you that line when I was getting on that airline. This was probably... Five months ago, six months, early, early flight, I was walking down the concourse C or B or wherever it is in, in Continental the Express, and a, two people were walking this way, and she was professionally dressed, and he was kind of just in jeans and nice dress, but not a suit. And she's there, I hear him chatting, and, you know, just what a good conversation we had, and, and he said, yeah, sure, it was great, I enjoyed talking on the plane, and she said, um, it's too bad you're married. I mean, and they were like right here, and I'm doing like this, and and I mean, it was like he, I mean, it was like he almost like jumped over me, past me to go to the other side. I mean, and she, and he said, "No, I'm married. I'm, I'm love my wife." I mean, it, but it was when she was just throwing that lure out there, you know. Gosh. Don't get yourself in the situation. I know. You know, it's just like. 
Go the other way. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I mean, he, I mean, he was, I'm, I'm certain that all of a sudden he had to buy breakfast coffee. You know, he mm-hmm. ran because you could tell his face just, he immediately. He knew something, but he just like, well. He, no, I think his was the other. He knew that it was, I need to run from this. Oh, okay. I need to flee from this. Oh, this okay. is not good. He didn't because he was real quick to say how wonderful his wife was. And, but, you know, they were in that hallway that it was kind of the tunnel. He had nowhere to go, you know. And I just wanted to, like, you know, yeah. cuss the girl. Whore. What was that, whore? Yeah, just because you dress nice doesn't mean you're not a whore. So. Anyways, check out that sex chart, too, online. And um, I think that it's... Uh, and a big thing is just sharing with, um, you know, friends, nephews, nieces, and, um, and go from there. So let me pray. Lord, we love you and we thank you for today. Lord, I do pray for purity in our hearts. Um, Lord, purity in our bodies, purity in our minds, our clothing. Father, may um, we just lead such examples of purity that um, people would notice, Father God. And give us wisdom to talk to girlfriends, um, Father, about whether what their clothing might be in, what they might be wearing, Father God, as well as um, just um, um, our, anyone of influence and that we can influence in our lives. Um, nieces, nephews, siblings, Father, that would be able to speak that truth, Father, and would be changed. We thank you for who you are and what you do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.